You can't have my family. Everybody say, you can't have my family. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this great opportunity. Thank you for being on our team. We appreciate you so much for allowing us to be a part of your kingdom family. We don't take it for granted. Thank you for pouring into us the wisdom of your word. Thank you for the faith and the confidence the courage, and the boldness. Thank you. But when Satan comes, you give us the power to resist. No weapon, no weapon ever formed against us will prosper. It's because of you, and we thank you for giving us the spiritual tools and strength to move in this earth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Welcome to Kingdom Embassy, those who are here visiting. I appreciate you so much for choosing us today. Those who are on online, uh, thank you for uh, following us online, and uh, we appreciate that very much. Uh, it's all about the kingdom of God. Um, and we all are part of that kingdom. Amen. Uh, I want to share uh, a very dynamic, powerful, powerful message. Uh, I think it's important for us to understand that he was born that we may die. Uh, and, and the thing that's important, uh, that he was born that we may die. And uh, I want us to understand that. And I wanted D'Angelo to play that song uh, because we're in the middle of a spiritual war. And, uh, and if we... Uh, don't watch it, or we'll lose the battle, right, when when the victory is already won. And and we'll walk around this earth feeling defeated in the middle of a lot of things, man, it seems like it has the best of us, but it really don't. But I want you to understand something. Uh, he, Christ Jesus, was born so that we, as human beings, may die to our sin nature. Uh, a lot of us are very comfortable uh, with what goes on in our life. Uh, it's because we've been doing this so long um, that it's natural for us. Uh, it's often uh, when people are, are hurting and things are going wrong, uh, we go to a physical therapist. And we go to a physical therapist because we need him to help us get back in order. Uh, I was reminded of a story of a man who was bent over uh, like this, and he went to the physical therapist, and the physical therapist was working with him, and it was so painful for the man to stand up. It was just so painful. Uh, and it remind me of uh, when sin has the best of you, right, and the man had got comfortable in this position, right, but for him to straighten up, all right, it became very painful. Sometimes we're living in life, and we're going through life, bent over, and it becomes comfortable for us. We're able to operate and move, right? And soon as righteousness comes, or righteousness try to straighten your life up or tell you to get right, it becomes very painful and very hard, 
right? Uh, but God gave us the Holy Spirit to help us lubricate our man, our spiritual man, and be able to move because motion is lotion, right? And that's important for us to understand. In uh, Romans chapter 5, uh, it says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, death through sin, and it and in this way death came to all people because of what? All sin. Now I want you to understand something. When you read Romans chapter 5 and you start at verse 12 and it goes down, it tells you that what's, what happened with Adam, Adam sinned and caused all of mankind uh, to, be, to fall into sin. And then we got this battle going on, right? But when Jesus came, Jesus came that all men may be right with God. And so God didn't care about your situation being bad and how bad it was. All he was concerned about is that you get right. So wherever you were, right, I don't care how dark it was and how deep it was, God reached down where you were and pulled you out of your mess. And he didn't care uh, of how you were raised and, and things that was poured into you. All he was concerned about is that you be in right relationship with him. So he reached down as deep and sometimes so deep that you thought you could never, ever, ever be blessed by God. But God reached down and grabbed you and brought you into his kingdom family. He did it because he loved you. Let, let's establish that. He did that because he loved you. Now, in, Rome, in Isaiah, and I quoted last week, in Isaiah chapter 9, in verse 6, it says, For a child is born to us. A son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Uh, his government, right, and his peace will never end. The government that God has established will never end. So God had a mission and a plan for you, and he brought a kingdom government, and he wants you to know if you seek the kingdom, Everything will be all right. But the kingdom needs to be the priority in your life, right? He said he will rule with fairness. Everybody said fairness. And justice. It doesn't matter what the world is doing. God says, I operate out of fairness and justice. And in his government, it's about peace, it's about fairness, and it's about justice. He says, from the throne of his ancestor David, for all eternity, not for a little while, but forever he's going to rule. The passionate commitment of the Lords of Heaven's army will make this happen. Now, so we want to understand something, that God loved us so much that he sent his son, right? And it's important to understand this, because when we talk about dying and coming alive, a lot of us are living in darkness. And sometimes the scripture says, man loved darkness, right, rather than light. So they like standing, but when the light came, they resisted, and it was a fight. But it wasn't you. It's like that, move, that song, War. Satan is trying to get you to stay where you are. He wants you to be comfortable in your mess. He wants you to be comfortable in what's going on and what's destroying your life. So he's trying to keep you in that position, right? And he wants you to justify your behavior staying there. But here's the deal. When you die, nothing has power over you anymore. I want you to hear me well. When a person dies, I remember my mother died, and it was very challenging for me when my mother died. 
and uh, and when my mother died, uh, I went and I tried to be a good son, and she had she was on back that time they called it ADC, right? If I said it right, but anyway, she would get checks, uh, welfare checks. So I was trying to be a good son because she had some bills due and she died at the wrong time. So she died around January 6th. So her bills came. So when her check came, I took the check and I cashed it because I had money in my bank account so I could cash it. So I cashed the check and I paid all my mother's bills, right? And so, and I was pretty good because I wanted my mama to go out right. Right? So I don't want to know. Don't, don't say my mama didn't pay her bills, right? So, so she was gone. In her, in her death, I paid her bills, right? And about seven months later, I got a, a letter from the bank. They said, we withdrew 400 and some dollars out of your account because you cashed a check for a person who had been dead. And, you, and once that person died, uh, you need to return that check back. So I went to the bank with all the receipts and everything, and I told them, I said, but here's the receipts. They said, we don't care. She was dead, and you took money, and you cashed that money, and we gave you money, and you should have never cashed check. I'm sorry, but we taken it out of your account. I was mad. I was smoking my guns and loaded, right? But I realized that once she was dead, she was not obligated to none of that anymore, right? So they couldn't get anything because my name was not on anything. So they couldn't get anything. But once I signed it, I put my name on it, and now they can get it, right? I want you to understand this is important because this is your spiritual walk, and I don't want you to miss this, all right? Now, uh, raise your hand if you're hot, right? Raise your hand if you're cold. Raise your hand if you're all right. Well, sorry for the people that's hot because most people are all right. Fan, keep fan. All right? Now, so in Acts chapter 8, when you leave here today, your life will never be the same. I promise you, it will never be the same, right? So you need to take pictures of the screen and write it, take notes, whatever, because you don't want to miss this, right? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. Everybody will look at you, and they'll know you are different. Your life will be a witness, right? He says, Telling people about me, you will go everywhere telling people about the goodness of God and what he's done for you. It's almost, Nick, Nick, I love you, man. When I saw you come in, man, my, my heart just, I wanted to scream your name, but I didn't want to embarrass you. It's so nice to see you. so nice to see you. Right? It says, telling people about me everywhere. He said, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. You're going to be telling people about the goodness of me, how powerful what has happened, what I've done to you in your life. Uh, and he just transformed you. You're like, you're so excited. You want to tell everybody how good God is, right? Now, remember, the gospel message, right, is like throwing, uh, throwing seed into the ground. And sometimes it land over here, and sometimes it land over here, and sometimes it land over there. And sometimes it may take root, and sometimes it won't. And sometimes people are going to come and take it right away. But when it take root, it starts to grow, and it starts to bloom, and it's amazing. All right? This is your life. All right? Kimmy Wells. Right? I want you to get this. Don't miss it. Right? Now, in Romans chapter 5, verse 2, because of our faith, everybody said faith, Christ brought us into this place of undeserved privilege. Look what Christ did for you. 
I want you to know who you are. Right? So when you're struggling with stuff, man, whether it's your marriage, your job, your kids, or whatever, remember when you accepted Christ into your life. Right? Raise your hand if you did. All right, now, for those who didn't, after church, we're going to get you to do it. Right now. So Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we can confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. So now that we've accepted Christ into our life, it is life-changing, right? Now remember, we, it's important, Jesus was born that we may die. Then he goes on, and here's what he says in verse 3 and 4, Spud. We can rejoice too. Right? When we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. So everything is happening to you is making you better. Christ has got a system that's transforming that make you a better person. So when you embrace Christ by faith and you believe in him, everything works together for the good of them that love the Lord Right? It's important. And walk according to. I don't know who that lady is back there, but she looks cute. I want to get her phone number. Oh, that's Neen. That's my daughter. All right, I'm sorry. We all right, Neen. Work with me. Work with me back there. She's going to kill me for doing that to you, but I, you know what I'm saying? You're looking all right back there. All right, now, verse number four. He says, and endurance, everybody say endurance, develops strength of character. Right? So something about this life, when we accepted Christ, that he did something, and the problems that's going on in our life is working, man, to make us a better person. So we're about to move this world. That's why he said the kingdom of God, because it's government, and it's going to be ran by you all. Here's what he says. Uh, and character strengthens our confidence and hope in salvation. When our character changes, and we feel like we're doing the right thing, it just does something about and for our confidence. It's powerful. When I know I made the right choice, and I know I'm doing the right thing, it makes me feel good about who I am. And I can really trust and have confidence in God. And I said, God, didn't I do it like you asked me to do it? Didn't I tell the truth? You told me to tell the truth, and I told the truth. He said, yes. And the truth shall set you free. He said, you're not going to lag. Don't worry. Because your character is going to strengthen your relationship with me for real. Everybody say for real. Then verse number five. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. But your walk with Christ and your commitment to, to Christ will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us. Right? Because he has given us, I don't care what anybody tell you, he's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Now hear me well. People are going to tell you you don't have it. But you got it. When you accepted Christ into your life, genuinely accepted him, the Holy Spirit comes into your life and it transforms you. 
And you know it transforms you because you don't do what you used to do. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there's some things in your life is just not right. But you know that God came into your life and some of the things that you used to do, you don't do those no more. Raise your hand. Now, to say everything. So the Holy Spirit is working. You knew and you know it was God that did it and nobody else. It wasn't you. It wasn't your friends. It wasn't your mama. It was God. So the Holy Spirit is coming to your life and start to chisel things away. And the more we yield to it, the more powerful we become. And it's important, right? Now, here's the, the, the rest of the lesson. Roman, it really comes out of Romans chapter 6. But here's the, the, the heart of it, right? Verse number 20. There was a battle and there was an argument, uh, Camilla, about this law. Because they wanted to live under the law, and Christ had came, and he brought grace and mercy. And you have some people, man, they want to follow the law. They want to do what's right. And I'm, he says, too much for you. You can't handle the law. The law was only given to you, man, so you can see what was wrong. But it did not give you no power. I know what's wrong, and I see it, but I don't have the power to stop. There are things, man, when you, when, that you was going on in your life, and they was dealing with in the law, and they were so religious, but they couldn't stop what they was doing. So the priest had to keep on going to God time and time again on behalf of the people because they kept on sinning. And they kept on doing. So God says, I got to come up with a better plan and better promises. So he came up with this awesome, magnificent plan that was absolutely amazing and life-changing. He said, I'm going to come and I'm going to give them a part of me in them. He said, I'm going to fill them with my nature. He said, when I give them my nature, then they're going to have power, man, not to yield to the temptation. The temptations won't get the best of them. He said, and I'm going to put it on their hearts and I'm going to put it on their minds. And every time something come up, the power of the Holy Spirit is so powerful, it tells Satan, I know what you're doing. I know what I'm about to do is wrong. I know this is not right. Because God has given us this promise of the Holy Spirit in our life. Now, here's the thing. I don't want us to miss it. It did not come. It did not come before Christ came. All those people that was living, it was not there. We are a blessed people. I want you to know you are blessed, powerful people. And, and once you get it, you can never ungit it. It's, it's going to change your life. I mean, I mean transformational, right? And here's the issue, man, before I get into this here and wrap this thing up real good. A lot of people, man, are listening to people. And they're reading books. And they're doing stuff, man, that's not strengthening them, man, in their relationship with God. They may get a lot of knowledge, but it does not move them spiritually. So what happens is you're reading books and you listen to people, and it's affecting you, but it's affecting your sin nature. So now... So now it's things, man, that satisfy me and please me. And I get bent out of shape over things that really don't matter. It's because I'm being controlled by my sin nature. So it's important to understand when Jesus came, the blessing is that we died. Now, let's understand that, what's going on. So God's law, with that wrap, that piece ahead of you, God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. So God gave us the law. So I want you to know 
there's a stop sign out there, and I'm giving you this stop sign, so even when I'm not around, you'll stop. Now, you see the arrows in the street? And, and my wife get on me all the time, and we pull into somewhere, and you got an arrow, say you can go here or and go here. If you're coming in, use this arrow. But, you know, sometimes I say, I'm not going to let no arrow control my life, so I go the other way. How many people ever did that? Yeah, I know Frida, she do it all the time. Okay, now, so you say, I'm not going to let it, I'm not going to let it control me, so I do what I want to do, right? Now, I don't do it when I see a lot of traffic, right? There's no traffic coming, so I'm like, it ain't going to hurt me to go over here. But the law was given so that even though they're not there, you will follow it. But it does not have the power to stop you, right? The thing, uh, I thank God for Ardina, because Ardina is a different. She wants to follow what's right. So it ain't, there's nobody in the parking lot, right? And uh, so it says, go over here, and I go this way to go around, and she is like, the loss of mind. You know, you know, she's like, uh, Arthur, uh, Arthur, I don't know why you did that. You know, so over there. You know, so we pull up the Toast and Jam. I, get, uh, I go through the city, me and my son, come. so we pull up the Toast and Jam. So they got a parking spot for here. They said, this is for people that's carry out. And, you know, and my legs hurt and everything else. So I pull in and I get ready to park, right? And uh, so they don't big deal because they're not going to come out. Listen, the people are not going to come out of Toast and Jam and move your car. They ain't going to call the police on you. They ain't going to do nothing. Do you know that woman said, okay, go on, on in, honey. I'll move the car. Right? So she said, I said, well, then I'll move the car for the sake of peace. Right, so clapping. Right, so now, so so here's the thing. So they they, they got these signs, and these signs is assuming that they're gonna have the power to change you. Right now, I want you to hear me. Don't miss me. Don't miss this. Right, God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were, but as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So here's the deal, Krista. Every time people would sin and they would do stuff, man, God's grace was so powerful, man, it overrode it. So the greater the sin, the greater the blessing, right? It's like his blessing was even greater. Now, here's the thing, because God loved you. for I mean, he loved you, and you kept on messing up, and then he gave you grace even more, right? And grace even more. So the more sin, so the people got kind of comfortable, and they, so they asked the man a question. And here's the question. Right? Get into the sixth chapter. Well, then, this is good. Should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? He says, of course not. You can't keep on sinning, right, and thinking God's grace is greater. Right? And he says, so since, now here, here we go. Since we died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Now it's about to get good and your life will never be the same. Now, here's what he's saying to you. Your sin nature, so when you read Romans, it's dealing with your sin nature. Everybody says sin nature. Right. Shall I continue to do things wrong, man, based on my sin nature and think God's going to keep on forgiving me? Am I doing it because I know God will forgive me? All right. He said, can I do that? He says, no. Everybody said, no. No. He said, because I died to it. Now, because Jesus was born, 
we die. When Christ, don't miss this, when Christ came into the world, his mission was to connect us to God. He knew our sin nature was a mess. He knew that we was doing stuff that was contrary to him. And God saw the world in a mess. So he said, I got to go down and I got to change this thing. And I got to give you my son. So Jesus comes into the world and he teaches and he teaches and he loves and he loves. And he messed around and died. And when he died, the blessings stopped flowing like never before. When he died, we died. Now, if you have never been baptized, this is your time to call the office. Baptism is an outward expression of an inward transformation. I'm showing the world that I'm dying to who I used to be. It's a spiritual move now. So now I'm no longer going to be controlled by these things of the world because now my life and my commitment is to Jesus Christ. So I'm buried, and then here's the thing. But he didn't just die. He rose again, but he died to his sin nature. So when he rose, uh, er, God filled him with his spirit. And now the spirit that I have now that's controlling me is the spirit of God. My I'm dead to my sin nature. Remember, go back to my mama's bills, right? When something, when somebody die, nothing has control over them anymore. So now that I died, my sin nature has no power over me anymore. So I'm dead to it. So it does not control me. Now, I can it can resurrect itself, but here's the point. Now I'm operating in my spiritual man because I made a commitment, man, to Christ. And here's a, a lot of us, man, we keep on doing things. We said we accept Jesus Christ in our life, but we don't make the transformation, right? So, and so here's what he says. Or have you forgotten that when we joined with Christ Jesus in the baptism, spiritually as well as physically, because it shows the world something, right? We join him in his death, right? And then he says this, for we died, everybody said we died. We died, and when he said we died, what he's saying, Nikki, is we died to our sin nature that controlled us, and we were doing things contrary to him. Now those things never have power over me anymore, because greater is he that is in me than he that is where? In the world. Then he says this, for we died and was buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, we now, everybody say we now, may also live new lives. Now we are new creatures. All right? So we have this point. We are born again. Everybody say born again. So the born again experience is about you dying to your sin nature and come alive to your spiritual man. And my sin nature does not have power over me anymore because I'm dead to it. So when you keep on uh, reading uh, Romans and you get on down, Paul says, whenever I desire to do good, my sin nature is always present trying to resurrect itself. That's what he's saying. So he says, whenever I desire to do good, evil is always present. Then he says, this, it's no longer I that do it, but the sin that dwelleth in me. So when I... 
keep on allowing my sin nature to control, I'm going to keep on lying. I'm going to keep on stealing. I'm going to keep on cheating. I'm going to keep on making up excuses. I'm going to keep on doing things, man, because I want to satisfy my flesh. I want to satisfy my sin nature. So my sin nature comes, and, and he talks about your sin nature and all the things that's going on in your sin nature. But when you die to it, it no longer has power over you. So it comes. Now, this some people got some testimony. So I don't do what I used to do. You told them, don't you call me no more, and you meant it. You said, I'm not doing this anymore, and you meant it. Right? And you meant it because you really had, watch this here, and made a connection with God. And you were serious about your relationship with God. Now, here's the thing. Late in the midnight hour. Satan's going to come. In your weakest moment, in your darkest moment, he's going to come. And he's going to say, it's, it's just do this here. It'll make you feel good. And you already know that if you do it, it's going to make you feel good, but it's going to be miserable afterwards. We don't care. Wait, we ain't talking about sex. We're talking about life. If I do this here and it feel good now because I want to satisfy me, we're going to stay in the rut. Because things will get worse and worse and worse. And what Satan will do, he'll send people in your life who look like saints. Stay with me. They look like saints and they talk like saints, but they're chameleons. The evil spirits transforming themselves into angels of light. And so they talk the language and they use the language. And they say, but it, here's the thing. The snake is always going to raise his head. And what he's going to do, he's going to try to bite you and get you, man, to be more like you used to be. Right? And he's going to come back. And he's, gonna, he's trying to get you to walk away from your walk with Christ and your strength. Because you're powerful. Any person in this room, or any person in this room, when they are serious about Christ and they made their commitment to Christ, when the enemy come, they are powerful, right? And you're strong until you sin. When you, come, when you sin, you become weaker. And the only way you can resurrect and get your strength back, man, you have to repent. And you can't say, I'm sorry. You got to have a mind to turn, right? And, and, and here's the thing. And the Holy Spirit is so powerful that your sin nature can't even stand a chance against it unless you give it power. Right? And most of us are in trouble, man, because we yielded to our sin nature. When I was 440 pounds, man, they was giving us, how many people remember Mr. Quick? You can get five cheeseburgers or three fish, and I wanted all of them. Five and five, five fries and five burgers. Right? I couldn't stop. And I kept on eating. And when I was young, watch this here. They didn't bother me. And, and I just, because I would jog, I was playing football and all that. And I mess around and stopped. And that thing, but I kept on doing it. So sin made you keep on doing it. Right? And God said, now listen, uh, baby, son, stop it, son. That's too much. I'm like, uh, can I get two? and a shake. And then I go to the chicken place and get a five piece. 
and the devil is is so crafty that they run a special. Burger King got my phone number and called me and said, we got to buy one, get one free. And I said, I, I said, you know what I said? I was saved. I said, God is good. Because he transformed. Y'all laughing, but I've been realized that he was trying to kill me all along. So he transformed himself into angel light, and I thought he was giving me a deal. When he really was plugging up my arteries. He was taking my life away from me. How many people and how many things come into your life and because you won't die to it? And Jesus came, man, so you can die to that and come alive to him. And that's why he says, those who are in Christ are new creatures. Watch this here. Old things have passed away. Right? Now, and all things become new. So now I'm a new person. And I don't do what I used to do, but why am I still doing what I used to do? Did I really make the commitment? Am I really let my sin nature control me? Now, Romans chapter eight. Everybody say Romans chapter eight, and I'm about to and, I, and I'm about to close it, right? Romans chapter eight. Uh, D'Angelo, can you get Romans chapter eight on the board for me? Scripture, right? Romans chapter eight. Paul was dealing with a battle. And I want you guys to get it. Right. Uh, are you with me? Hope you're with me. I got it. So if you guys just go, go to your go to your Bibles or your phone or whatever and, and go to Romans chapter 8. Right? And here's what it says. When Paul got through dealing with all the stuff he was dealing with, here's what he said. says in Romans, everybody, everybody read it with me. And we're going to wrap this thing up. Read it with me. Go ahead, read. Keep reading. I'm over. Ooh, won't he do it? When you make the commitment, and Paul says, in chapter 7, whenever I do good, evil is always present. It's no longer I that do it, my sins dwell in me. Then he jumps into chapter 8. And he said, there's no condemnation. Everybody said no. No condemnation. You don't even have any. When I'm doing what's right and I'm operating, I'm not condemned about nothing. You was working somewhere. Don't raise your hand because you won't tell the truth. You was working somewhere, and every now and then, man, you would take a couple dollars from the register. But you didn't think the person knew about it. I don't, it so just the one that said, ooh, y'all ain't the one that did it. But the one that they know what I'm talking about, right? They didn't do it, right? Now, but they were taking a couple dollars. There were some of you all who were married, and you was in a relationship, and you eased out. And told your wife you was going to the store, but you really was going over his house or her house. Or you was going to meet somebody. Great, don't raise your hand. Okay, now. And, and you were so frustrated. It felt good to do it. But the whole time you was going, man, you was feeling condemned because you knew it wasn't right. Right? Here's Paul. Now you call me and tell me to come over. And I tell you no. Right? 
you see the money in the register and you don't take it and you know nobody will catch you. You're doing what's right. There's no condemnation because Christ has come into your life and he's changed the way you think. Now I'm never condemned about stuff because I'm not doing anything that's what? Wrong. There's no condemnation for those who do what Christ tells them to do. The only way you cannot do it has got to be the spiritual man. You got to die to you and come alive to him. And when he comes into your life, you're gonna Satan is gonna present opportunities to you, and you would not do them, and you would never be condemned. I'm never condemned until I do something wrong. When I yield to my sin nature, man, then I feel condemned. I wouldn't care if a little kid in school. You know, your mama tell you, and you skip. You go back and do a little vaping, or you, you do all this here, and you think nobody, you feel terrible, right? Why? Because you feel condemned because you know what you're doing is what? Wrong. So you try to sneak into it. Everybody, we try to sneak and do things, and we do it, and we know it's wrong, right? But my mama called me and said, I heard you was doing this, and I'm whooping your so-and-so, so-and-so. You said, Mama, but I didn't do it. And you know you didn't do it. And you don't feel condemned because you what? Didn't do it. But if you did, then you feel condemned. Let me read this again from the NIV. There, now put it back on the board. Put verse 1 back on the board. Everybody read, read. Stop. There's what? There's no, this is the power of Christ. I'm going to make you rich today. Read. Where do you have to be, Lori? In Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation when I'm in Christ. When I'm following Christ and I follow my spiritual man, there's no condemnation. Look at verse 2. Read. The way you get set free from it, man, you have to die to it and come alive to God. And now God, the Holy Spirit, controls your life. And I want you to stand. I want you to stand to you. Don't move yet. I want you to stand to your feet. If there's some things in your life, man, that was very, very challenging, and you ask God to help you with it, and he did. Stand to your feet. Now, I want you guys when you get home, whatever, get you a notepad. I want you to write down what God did for you in this situation. And you know it was him. And I want you to take it and apply it to every facet of your life. And if he did it in that area, he can do it in another. Listen, be bold and confident. And I don't care who it is. If he did it once, he can do it again. And that's what, and he wants you to know that I need you to know that I'm with you all the way, even until the end of the world. Satan is going to keep on coming at you. Keep on. D'Angelo, cue up war. He's going to keep on coming. He's going to keep on coming. 